Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am America's most foremost golf expert. <laughs> here talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, is somebody who doesn't even know the difference between a sand wedge and a mm-hmm. nine iron. Yep. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Completely golf illiterate. Yeah. I just, what what is golf? What is golf? Like, how hard can it be to hit a, hit a ball in a hole? I mean, even I can do that. <laughs> Give me enough tries. <laughs> exactly. Well, You're taking it. a solid UIL nine on that one. Is that the is that is that a rule? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, when I, you... I, I, I I know <laughs> I know enough about golf, mm-hmm. but I know I'll admit I know nothing about high school golf. Yeah, it's it's a it's a UIL nine. If you if you get nine strokes, you max out at nine. So interesting. And that's the same it's in like, junior high the, and high school. The idea of like the like the the quote-unquote mercy rule yeah basically like if you're if you're getting over a snowman you need to call it quits so then that means the worst that you could do nine times 18 is quick math according to the computer is 162 so the worst you can do is 162. yeah and it's nice in junior high because you it's only you only play nine holes in junior high oh so you're i mean you're dropping an 81 there and and feeling pretty good about yourself (laughs) 81 would be my best golf score ever Today is Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. 30 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1056. 1056, the number of batters faced by Ron Mayhay in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. He was in the best trade in Rangers history, which is Mark Teixeira and Ron Mayhay for Elvis Andrews, uh, Matt Harrison, Jared Saltalamacchia, Bo Jones. Might have been one other player in there. Anyway, Ron Mayhay traded to the Atlanta Braves. He served a good purpose. Uh, do we have first fourth of the door? We sure do. It was me, Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. Hello, friends. Uh, is everybody yelling at me because of my master's takes? No, they're all yelling at me uh-huh. because no one likes golf. You're all wrong. My people. <laughs> On today's show, mi amigos y mi amigas. Mis amigas? Yes. Oh, thank you. You know Hank is learning Spanish? Well, he sounds like he could teach you a thing or two. Hank, like they're at his school, they're teaching him like numbers and colors in Spanish. See, uh, so like he'll he'll walk down the stairs and he'll go uno, 
dose. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and then it'll be like, red, like we're, we'll do colors. Like we got little flashcards uh-huh. for colors that go red and he'll go Rojo. And I'm like, what? My, uh, my gym, te- like my PE teacher in elementary school was Hispanic. And so she taught us how to count in Spanish and do all that. And it really helped by the time I got into high school. I'm not going to lie. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, on today's show, friends, we are going to announce the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week and the uh, Dairy Max Assistant, uh, Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. We will then roll out Matt Stepp's crazy road trip for week uh, for week ten. Um, he already went to a game last night, uh, and I think his Wednesday game changed. Yes, but, it moved to Saturday. But it was it's really important that we play this because I think this is an important artifact <laughs> for 2020. Oh that, yeah, like this this dumb road trip that he's doing. He's going to go to, I think, eight games in six days, um, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. So we will play the Matt Step Road Trip coming up here in the back half of the program. Uh, we are going to attempt to connect with Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, to talk all <laughs> things Texas high school football coming up here in just a moment. So let's start, though, Miss Pickle. Yes. With a nice pimento cheese sandwich and <laughs> this. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team in each classification with a Team of the Week award. The school selected throughout the course of this program best exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 9, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Cy Springs, Quazion Bow, B-O-U is his last name. Bow? Not Boo. Bow? No, I would say say Boo. Boo. Quazion Boo. Plunged in for a go-ahead touchdown with 3.43 left, and the defense did the rush as the Panthers took down Cy Lakes 35-20, uh, snapping a 19-game losing streak. In 5A, Colleyville Heritage. The Panthers rallied from an early deficit forced overtime, and Braxton Nash scored the game-winning touchdown in the extra frame as Heritage held off district rival Richland 48-42. In 4A, Maynor New Tech. The Titans' offense ignited for 54 points, the most in program history, in a 54-7 win over Austin Achieve, bringing home the fourth victory in the program's young history and clinching a playoff spot for the first time. In 3A, Odessa Compass Academy. In their first year of varsity play, the Cougars roared out to a 25-2 halftime lead and never looked back, winning the first game in program history in a 35-16 victory over district rival Anthony. In 2A, Plains, trailing 7-6 in the final moments, Cole Reynolds ran for a go-ahead touchdown with 57 seconds to play, and the Cowboys held firm to stun disc rival Seagraves 14-7, beating the Eagles for just the second time in their last 10 meetings. In 1A, Sterling City. In one of the most anticipated games at any level in Week 9, Sterling City got three touchdowns from Cross Knittle and three interceptions from Damian Calderon en route to a 38-20 win over previously unbeaten number 1 Westbrook. And the private school ranks San Antonio Christian. Fueled by a big game from quarterback Joel Allen, the Lions earned the first win of the season with an impressive 38-21 win over Austin St. Dominic Savio. So those are your Week 9 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Cy Springs. In 5A, Colleyville Heritage. In 4A, Maynard New Tech. In 3A, Odessa Compass. In 2A, Plains. In 1A, Sterling City. And in the private school ranks, San Antonio Christian. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 9 Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. 
Longview Pine Tree defensive coordinator Jacob Holder. The Pirates defense swarmed Marshall, holding them under 200 yards of total offense and forcing 12 negative plays in a dominant 24-7 victory. Dangerfield offensive coordinator rather, Demond Horsley. The Tigers exploded for 501 yards of total offense with five different players finding the end zone in an emphatic 49-17 win over rival Paul Pewitt. KD7 Lakes defensive coordinator Phil Dober. A critical district showdown turned into a low-scoring slugfest as the Spartans' defense dominated KD Morton Ranch in route to a 14-13 thrilling overtime win. And Amarillo offensive coordinator Nate Skelton. The Sandys rode a big game from quarterback Brock Wade to a 57-3 win over rival Amarillo Caprock, the largest margin of victory in the series' nearly 60-year history. So those are your Week 9 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. Week 10 of the Texas high school football season is already happening. There were games last night that <laughs> technically count as Week 10. Right. The way we work is that Week 10 is any game played Monday through Saturday. So, yes, there are teams that are playing two Week 10 games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, for example, Bremond will play. They yeah, like Chilton. six and six. They played right? Chilton last night, and they're playing Mart on Saturday. Oof. In any case, there are games all across the state, and Matt Step is going to all a of bunch them. of them. <laughs> he flew in from Canada last night and got in the car. I, I made the point. We just recorded Tep and Step. Mm-hmm. I made the point on Tep and Step that I think he is the only person on God's green earth who has ever gone from Ontario, <laughs> who has ever been in Ontario and Grosbeck Heck, in the, the same, same day. day. <laughs> Anyway, he's got a crazy Week 10 road trip. Here's Matt Stepp's Week 10 road trip on Texas football today. Hey, everyone. It's Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football here for your Week 10 high school football road trip. And it will be a massive week of high school football next week as due to COVID-19, we've got games every day of the week next week as districts are scrambling to fill their schedule out before the playoffs start. We start Monday night in Grosbeck, Texas, as the Grosbeck Goats host the Fairfield Eagles in a key district ball game in District 8-3A Division One. And if you're in Grosbeck, everyone tells me the place to eat is Camden's Cafe, uh, typical small-town Texas food. The chicken fried steak is the staple of the menu, but uh, the homemade onion rings are also uh, a big player there. So in Grosbeck, Camden's Cafe. Tuesday, we'll head south to the San Antonio area for a District 15-3A Division I battle as the Lytle Pirates host the Jordanton Indians in a game that Jordanton is hoping to wrap up a district title in and cement themselves as a contender in 3A Division I Region 4. And even though you're really close to San Antonio and you've got all those great places to eat there in, in the Alamo City uh, Lytle's got some gems of their own, and the, the place to go in Lytle is Little Millie's Food Trailer. It is a specialty of tacos and nachos, kind of a Tex-Mex fusion-type food there. It's, it's, it used to be a food truck in San Antonio. They've got a permanent home uh, down there in Lytle, but that is the place to go pregame if you're in Lytle for uh, a good meal before the game. Uh, Wednesday, we'll head head back north towards the DFW Metroplex and head to tiny Meridian, Texas, which is uh, just there uh, northwest of the Waco area. Uh, Meridian will be hosting the Santo Wildcats in a district ball game as Meridian looks to cement their playoff standing uh, in their district in Class 2A Division II. 
Uh, Meridian, the options for dining are a bit limited, but there is a good spot there in downtown, the Cactus Grill. Uh, giant hamburgers are the, uh, the staple of the menu there, along with your other uh, southern, uh, typical southern staples of fried catfish, chicken fried steak, um, and the uh, chicken strips as well. Uh, Thursday, we'll be in the city in Dallas as Franklin Field is host to a key District 8-4A Division I ballgame as North Dallas takes on Dallas Roosevelt. North Dallas hoping for their first playoff trip since the 1950s. They can potentially secure a playoff spot with the win in this game if the uh, things go well. And obviously when you're in Dallas, uh, there's tons of great places to eat in the big city. But one of my favorites not far from the stadium is Cadillac Barbecue uh, there in North Dallas. Um, typical brisket, sausage, ribs, all, you, all, the, all the fixings for a, a classic Texas barbecue spot uh, nearby at Franklin Field. That, that's where I plan on pre-gaming. Uh, for that Thursday night showdown there in Dallas. Uh, Friday will be southeast of the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Ennis, as the Ennis Lions will host the North Forney Falcons in a big District 8-5A Division II clash um, that could have some ramifications not only for a district title, but also in, in 5A Division II Region II, as both of these teams are real contenders uh, in the playoff race. Uh, Ennis has lots of great places to eat. Uh, my favorite in downtown Ennis is Bella Italia. Um, it's got all the good Italian food staples you can think of. Um, the Stromboli is, was, was one of my favorites when I went there, uh, but you can get a slice of pizza or, or spaghetti or lasagna. if Whatever Italian food you like, uh, Bella Italia is the place to go there in Ennis. And then Saturday, we'll head down on I-45 to Houston for a triple header at Barnett Stadium starting at 10 a.m., as Houston Sterling takes on Houston Waltrip. At 2 p.m., Houston Westside takes on Houston Heights. And then at 6 p.m., uh, it's the third ward versus the fifth ward as Houston Wheatley takes on Houston Yates in their annual rivalry game uh, with key district implications there in District 11-4A Division One. Um, near the stadium there in Houston, um, Bonfire Wings is, is a place that I discovered in my last trip to Houston. And I'm definitely going to go back and get some food there. I probably have that, that Uber, Uber delivered to the stadium uh, since I won't be able to leave the stadium uh, for a, a meal. So I'll probably have that delivered. But Bonfire Wings uh, is the place to go, is the spot for, uh, for wings there in Houston. And then uh, after the game, uh, try to head over to Gatlin's Barbecue for a typical Texas barbecue meal uh, there in the Houston area. Eight games in five days. That's going to wrap up the Texas high school football road trip for week 10. Stay with TexasFootball.com and Dave Campbell's Texas Football for the best coverage in high school football anywhere. Okay, now look. There's a couple of those games aren't happening. <laughs> Wednesday, I think Wednesday moved to Friday. Wednesday moved to Saturday. Wednesday I think. moved to Saturday. Yeah. And then um, uh, Ennis and North Forney is not happening anymore because they zoned. Okay, but I needed <laughs> you guys to see is... that. <laughs> I just needed you guys to see that. Okay, it's really important. That's and by the way, we got a question in there about the Dallas Carter situation. Um, so Dallas Carter had to forfeit three games, two non, one non-district game, and two district games, including their win over North Dallas. Yes. Um, because they used an ineligible player. It's not. It's not a. It's not a COVID situation. They used an ineligible player. As a result. That kind of turns that districts upside down, and it gives it basically if North Dallas beats Dallas Roosevelt this week, which they're favored, 
If they win that game, they will clinch their first playoff spot since 1952. Dave Campbell was 28 years old, 26 years old, the last time that uh, that North Dallas made the playoffs. Think about that. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. Yes. We were far from born at that point. <laughs> I want you to think about the fact. That that is eight years before our first magazine. Yeah. Okay, we've been around forever. We've been around wow. since 1960. This is eight years before that. This is uh, Eisenhower administration. Good. Who was gracious. president in 1952? Truman. Truman. <laughs> Harry Truman was the president. The last time <laughs> that the. The last time that there was a uh, uh, that that North Dallas made the playoffs, and they can make the playoffs Thursday night. Talk about history! Wow. So, well, that's exciting. and my grandmother is a North Dallas alum. So there we go. So there we go. Go Bulldogs! We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. It's our subscription package, two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. My shoes got my Air Maxes on, and I got to tell you, I love these shoes, but the shoelaces are trash. Anyway. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's bring in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. We go to Austin, Texas, to hear from the great Craig Way. Craig, do you read me? Hey, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Um, happy Week 10. Uh, we've made it this far it's getting a little weird my question for you is is you have been around texas high school football longer than i have um have you ever attended a monday tuesday or wednesday game uh now wednesday uh, i should say wednesday non-state championship category there you go (laughs) there you go um the answer is yes uh, one Monday and one Wednesday. I was just talking about this on my show this morning. I did a Monday night game after 9-11. There was one after, and there was, you know, some uh, time off of that, I believe it was. And it was a great game. Uh, Leander and McNeil were both uh, uh, either state-ranked or close to it. They were both really good, and it pushed their game back to a Monday, and it went double overtime. Uh, so it, it was fun. But the weirdest one, and maybe it fits the time mold here, Tap. I, I thought about this with, with the proliferation of Wednesday games. I have to take you back to the year 1984. Were you even alive, by the way? Were either, I know Pickle wasn't alive. Were you even alive in 84? Do you want me to answer that question? <laughs> uh, if, if, if you were, you were barely alive. Let me just put it that I way. was not. Okay. All right. So it's 1984. And uh, I'm a senior in college at North Texas, but I'm already working at KRLD in Dallas in the news department. But I convinced them to let me go down to Waco, to the old Baylor Stadium, before it became Floyd Casey Stadium, to cover a Wednesday night high school football playoff game between Belton and Taylor. And the reason why this happened was because 
there had been an, uh, a player eligibility issue, if memory serves me, uh, at Westlake. And Westlake was a 4A school back then, which would now be 5A. And they were they, there was a, uh, a big dispute over a player's eligibility, and uh, Westlake parents lawyered up. Big shock there. And uh, then so you had what I think what the UIL at the time decided was you guys worked out amongst yourselves between four teams, uh, Westlake, Belton, Georgetown, and uh, Taylor, and have two teams play on Friday, come back and play on Wednesday, and then the uh, winner of that game would then turn around and play on Monday. Stop me if these five days in between games things sound familiar. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so what happened was you had the two games, and Taylor, which had actually – finished in what would be fourth place in the district, pull a surprise. I think they beat Georgetown and Belton beat Westlake. So Belton, which had Brett Stafford at quarterback, then played Westlake or played Taylor on a Wednesday night in Waco. It's called the injunction bowl because there were court injunctions all over the place. And uh, and Taylor won, which was a big surprise. Then they turned around and beat Stigabell one day, which was a big surprise. In 15 days, and so long-winded answer to your question. Yes, I've been present to, and even on one occasion, broadcast midweek non-state championship weeknight high school football. So we've talked a lot about teams that have had to to move and postpone and and and, and cancel games because of of COVID nineteen. Uh, but but you got some interesting insight today on your show down on the horn there in Austin uh, about a team on the on the other side of it where they get canceled on. And we're talking about Lake Travis. Lake Travis was supposed to play Austin Del Valley. Del Valley's unable to play right now. Uh, I know you talked with Hank Carter today, uh, the coach at Lake Travis. And I'm interested what you gleaned from him as far as how a team maybe goes about. Let's call it an impromptu bye week. I understand Lake Travis is not going to try to schedule anybody this week. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in what you gleaned from Coach Carter today. Yeah, it's a good question, Jeff. And, and I asked him a, a very similarly worded question. I said, I said, you meant the quote from him yesterday was, we're not going to schedule a non-district opponent. We're going to treat it as a bye week. So I said to him, you, you called it, we're going to treat it as a bye week. How does practicing uh, during a bye week differ? Then he talked about it a little bit about how they did what they did, and uh, he talked about they, they have a couple of middle school programs that are that are still playing, and, and uh, uh, I think a JV program or a freshman team. He said, so we'll you know we'll get them ready to play their games, but uh, he said we you know uh, we prepare them not. Yesterday, we found it out Sunday night, we prepared them back in August because we told them we don't know how long this is all going to go. So just understand it could shut down at any time. And he said because of that, their guys have adjusted very, very nicely. He did say they have the protocol in place, obviously. They tentatively rescheduled the game with Del Valley for Friday the 13th, which, ironically, coincidentally, uh, goes alongside the rescheduled Westlake Bowie game for that weekend, which would be Thursday the 12th. They had to reschedule. Uh, for, they were supposed to play this past weekend and couldn't do it. So, 
and we don't, it, it, at least all indications are is that Westlake will still be able to go this Friday against Hayes, but I'll try to learn more from Todd Dodge about that tomorrow. But uh, he said it's, it's all a mindset. And, and you know how this is, Jeff. You and Pickle are young anyway, but even high school kids who are even younger, they're a lot more malleable, flexible, and, and adjustable than us older the curmudgeons are. They're, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we play Monday? Okay, great, cool. Okay, uh, we play uh, uh, Friday? Oh, good, okay. Westwood High School, the Round Rock School District, they're in that mode right now. They played last night. They'll uh, turn around and play Saturday, and then they got a Thursday game. And by the way, the Saturday game is against Vista Ridge, and the Thursday game that follows is against Vandegrift. So it don't get any easier for, for Anthony Woods' ball club, but, the, but his kids are like, okay, just tell us when to show up. We'll be there. We'll be ready. Talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, it's time for our favorite game, which is I'm going to give you three games and you can only teleport to one. And I already, I love asking this this particular question this week because I already know the answer to it. So, Jimson Joaquin. Okay, well, let me do the question first, Craig. Will you go to right. Huntsville and A&M Consolidated? Will you go to the newly reconstituted... Glen Rose and Grandview, or I guess, uh, if I'll give you a third option, uh, Timpson and Joaquin, I guess. All right. Now, l- let me say this. <laughs> I-, I think it's really cool about that, that reconstituted uh, Grandview Glen Rose thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's fun, and they're not far apart, and that, I think that's really neat that that's working out that way. And I just got through telling Pickle before I hopped on with you. I think it's great that she's going to be at that game. My goodness, if the church was still open in Huntsville selling barbecue, I'd have directed her to that for lunch ahead of time. Unfortunately, not the case. But uh, I think Huntsville and A&M will be a lot of fun. I've been, I've been trumpeting Simpson Joaquin for three weeks, saying if this happens, not only because of those two schools, Jeff, but as you understand as well as anybody, that, that grueling district that they're in that includes St. Augustine, these two – are emerging. So uh, in that district, whoever wins that game could be a legitimate contender to go deep. They all are. But but the winner, I think, could be a legitimate contender to go very deep into the playoffs. So yeah, I'll stick with the original choice and say, give me Timson Joaquin. Yeah, Matt Stepp and I um, talked about this today, about how San Augustine has so dominated not just that kind of district but that entire region, region. Mm-hmm. that like now you take a look at uh, you know they've it sounds like they they're pretty young this year and I think that they're taking their lumps a little bit but Timpson and Joaquin you're talking about a game that may not only for the district championship 10-3 a division 1 championship but you could make a real argument that this is uh, that the winner of this game is in the catbird seat to win region 3 and make it all the way to a state semifinal where they would run into a team like Refurio or Shiner. So we're talking about heady stuff here. So I give you trouble because I know you've been excited about this Timpson and Joaquin game, but there is really and truly a lot on the line and because these are two programs that we haven't we haven't talked about in quite a while. In fact, Timpson looking for their first outright district championship since 1993, then like you're talking about it's fun to have these other teams that maybe because they've been so swallowed whole by the San Augustine train that's been so dominant for Coach Marty Murr's squad the past few years. It's cool to have these two teams that we haven't talked about in a while that are now going to show down at, 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 in a big way on Friday night. 
it's for all of those reasons, mm-hmm. all of those reasons that you mentioned, that the, the time gap in between, the fact that it's a, a really juicy matchup, the fact that you've got uh, two teams trying to merge to get the, 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 the real inside track to having a deep run in the playoffs. And again, whoever loses the game still is going to have to be contended with. I don't think there's any mm-hmm. doubt about that. But the winner, I think, does have an inside track. So, yes, grief. Happily accepted, and, it, it, and and as you know, if the Dodgers win tonight, mm-hmm. I, I already have a whole legion of fans out here ready to give me all kinds of grief about that. Yes. So that's okay, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept it. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas He's high school Craig. football Hall of Famer. Listen to him on the horn uh, every morning there on, uh, on on there in Austin. And, of course, see him on High School Scoreboard Live coming up at 11 o'clock Friday night. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and I will see you on Friday. Looking forward to it. See you. There he goes. Craig White, Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Tuesdays. Football. Ways. <sighs> He's so done with me today. <laughs> no, it's just like it's it's like all you've done is sign yourself up for more master slander. Yeah. That's all you're doing, yeah. which is fine. I'm happy to I'm happy to tell you that those azaleas are Ugh. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. I, d- I don't have anything. People are saying uh, they were agreeing with Craig that I, I mean, I never went to the church barbecue in yes. Huntsville, but everyone got a big kick out of that saying yes. RIP. Church's barbecue uh, in, in Huntsville was uh, was was legendary. Was it really called the Church of Holy Smoke? It was called church. It was called Church's Barbecue, but I think it was known <laughs> as, the, as the Church okay. of Holy Smoke. I like yes. it. So, there you go. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks, as always, to Craig Way, the Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. I'm going to wear a green jacket tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>